0: Now, on with the show.
1: Hello, Internet friends. It is Saturday night. Welcome to Quests and Cthulhu. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Now, you notice, unfortunately, Nick is a little under the weather and... Uh, just to be totally safe and to keep us from also getting to share in his plague. Uh, Nick is uh, celebrating alone with the Acolytes of Nurgle. And uh, we hope he feels better. He's probably in the chat. It's He'll be in the chat
0: at some point, probably. Uh, that, is a, that is a good note for anyone, anytime, anywhere. Yes. If you have symptoms, yep. stay away. Yep. Yes. Yeah. If you're not feeling well... Keep it to yourself. Yeah, And by keep it to yourself, I mean stay away from me. Amy, Amy had that the other day. It's like uh, one of our hosts was, uh, oh, I got this weird, I must have eat something, eaten something, I uh, must have eaten something. I'm paraphrasing here. Something, you know, when was you're my, sick,
1: Grammar, eaten.
0: it was the sushi last night, that's why my stomach hurts. Mm. And then halfway through the day, somebody's like, you better take one of these tests. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, you've got COVID. Oh, oh ah, no. Uh, no. Ugh.
1: Yeah, that nice. is uh, no fun. But um, we are here to celebrate the closing of another, the third season of Man. the Great Dane Society. I
0: Can not uh, believe it's, it's been that long? It's been a while. Um, Twenty-one episodes. I think that I. It, it's weird because it felt like a long it campaign. It felt longer. It de- definitely felt longer than.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think part of it is um, uh, part. Of it, we'll we'll talk about it, but part of it is the the sort of the travel scope and that sort of thing right, sure. that made things uh, through there. But so this episode is a chance for the players to ask about all the dragon hordes they missed. Yes. Uh, but it's also a chance for you, the chat, our friends in chat, and our friends on Discord, to ask questions of the players, of me, that sort of thing. Uh, and at the end of tonight, we're gonna tell you what season four of the Great Danes might look like. Mm. Uh, uh, our Patreons already know. We love our Patreons. Uh, our tavern upkeep is at some number that is very small that I can't see, but it's awesome,
2: whatever it is. God, that is tiny. It's... At 66%. 66%. 66%. I have to like, hold it up to my, my nose. <laughs>
1: uh, 66%, which is fantastic. Uh, and that is thanks to you, our Patreons, you folks who subscribe on Twitch, uh, which I tried to do, but it wouldn't let me log in.
0: <laughs> I do have a question. Did we do a After Dark last week? No, no, no. Okay, because we were doing this we, it was done yeah. exactly.
2: We, we weren't going to do an After yes. Dark because yeah. that's what this whole thing is. Yeah. Right. This
0: is Before Dark.
2: This is. Uh, so for or our is this patrons. Just dark? So for uh, yes. So for our lovely patrons, we also will not have an After Dark for this episode because this whole episode is the After Dark. Yeah. Yes,
1: but that doesn't mean we don't appreciate you. We it bad. just means that you know all we do is we talk about what we talked about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Don't talk. We, uh, a, that is a G.I. Joe shirt. It is. It All right. Is. Ah. Thank you. More. that's I'm an excellent uh, segue because we have a, a fun scheduling announcement, as hopefully many of you know, but maybe YouTube listeners, this is news to you. On November 26th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we are doing a 24-hour charity live stream in this studio. We're going to have three setups so we're going to have here the rpg setup the uh the the board game setup which you saw if you on Tuesday if you watched the uh uh the the board game that was played we're also going to have a a chat show set uh, up uh so we're going to be going all over the studio doing things uh dodging people who are sleeping because 24 <laughs> hours uh, uh it's going to be a whole thing uh, I will be, who knows what we're going to be doing, but I know one thing, I will be playing Dread. And the reason I wore this shirt is that this is a clue about that Dread game.
3: Ooh.
1: Uh, something exciting for, for
0: folks to cue, yes. cue in on. I, 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 uh, I, I'm uh, dreading it. It's not it. a secret, right? What,
2: the characters that are being played?
0: No, the the, the game.
2: Oh, it's, dread! It's yeah, dread. Dread. yeah,
1: we're playing dread,
0: but the—that's not what it was a clue about. <laughs> well, the Baroness is running dread. Well, she just give yeah. it all away. Uh, yes, the <laughs> well, Baroness. You actually—if you want to promote something and get people to attend, you have to. You have to promote the thing that makes you. I it like the teas. The teas. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. yes uh, the, the, the baroness is going to be running the dread game, and I'm running the D and D mitten. Yeah. At, there's going to be like uh, a in the a evening yeah. six hour mitten or something. It'll be it'll be just under four hours, and I'm going to be enforcing that. Because nice. uh, mm-hmm. Thomas doesn't think I can. <laughs>
0: I, I, think, <laughs> oh, I think it's I, okay.
3: <laughs> Challenge accepted. The ceiling
0: falls. T- yeah. uh, t- t- I've never played a tenth level character. I'll just say
3: that's
2: okay. I've played several. Okay. <laughs> I hope
0: Matt has. Yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will be sitting down with Matt and
2: his character, and his character, whoever, uh, whatever it turns out to be, from our lovely patrons.
1: Yeah, our patrons made the characters for the mitten, so that's big fun.
2: We're still it's still open until tomorrow night. You you can still submit uh, characters. Go into the Discord and the Patreon mitten return section uh, to submit your characters.
0: We had a fantastic individual join the Patreon just to make a character for the mitten. Thank you, yeah. Adam. Nice. To wow. Who uh, also, if you are into podcasts, uh, Inspiration Point with Andrew Gertson and Adam Power is yes. a fantastic uh, podcast. I'll cool.
1: actually be bingo style playing three different characters at once. I'm just going to have them in front of me. And uh, <sighs> did, do you remember those days? Did you ever have to do that?
0: Yeah. 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 And you didn't, yeah. Uh, did I? And there were also many days where I just read the module by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know.
1: Yeah,
3: that was. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, those. it's, it's going to be exciting. I can't. I'm, I'm, jazzed to be here and see everything that's going on. Jazzed kind of looks like asthma. <laughs> no, super jazz hands.
1: Super jazz hands. Super jazz hands. Well, it will be that. You know, that that'll be uh, if we if we play a masks game. That'll be. Uh, the super jazz hands, can <laughs> uh,
2: or uh, mutants and masterminds, or mutants and masterminds. Although it seems more
1: Ooh. a masks idea, I than
2: maybe I, I've I've seen some weird concepts come through the when when I played mutants and masterminds. It's true. It's true. Will be
1: a, a mutant, super right? Uh, the the charity stream gonna be twenty four hours. And it is for an amazing charity. We are going to be supporting the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, which is, uh, uh, I went and I uh, checked out their website and looked at the great work they're doing uh, in terms of setting up programs for people, uh, having voices that you can talk to when you are having these feelings. And I mean, that's the most important thing. If you are struggling, if you feel... Uh, if you're having ideation or anything like that, having someone that you can talk to who is not judgmental is not going to try and uh, 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 is not trying to do anything but just talk and listen to you is so important, and that's a big part of what they do there. Uh, can't say enough good things about the cool uh, work they are doing, and so excited to support that work. Yeah, yeah. and
0: we yeah. definitely did you know research through the charity like Watcher things to make sure right. that they were. Using as many of those dollars for actual services rather than you know they million. Had a
1: really high rating. It was it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Speaking as a nonprofit employee, over the overhead ratio thing is is an unfortunate litmus because yeah. you know taking care of your employees is a good thing. Now don't yes. over you know like yeah. don't abuse that, but. Uh, you know, we we went. There was a real phase in the early two thousands where everyone was like, "Well, this charity is using ten percent of their uh, of the of every gift for overhead, and I can't give to them." And it's like, yeah. "Well, you know, ten percent is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty yeah. to forty yeah. percent, right?" What I start to get squiny. It's those
0: foundations <laughs> that give two percent of whatever to charity. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. Right. That's All right. I know yes. is that when I do start a charity, I won't have a million dollar salary, but I will still be doing good.
2: Sure.
1: I, actually, I think at that point, you'll be doing well. That's a... Oh, my lord. <laughs> oh,
3: no. <laughs>
1: Dr. Phil
0: in
2: his
1: back. Do not
3: start pulling <laughs> the <accents> out now. <laughs> I'll
2: start oh.
1: now. Yeah, we're gonna, no,
3: no, we'll have to have an accent off. That's what we're uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh to like, we uh, we uh, do. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, we should... I did that. Remember for
1: Alondra's game, I had a it. table, and I would just... Every time somebody gave bits, I would roll, and my my accent would change. Yeah. Oh, so, all right. Good, good Good, um, good idea. The uh, we have some friends of the show that we want to shout out as always. Uh, I I didn't bring dice. This feels I mean, weird. We
2: have we have no dice that need rolling today. But
1: our friends at Birds of Paradise, the official dice of the Great Dane Society, we roll them. You should too. Birds of Paradise, you can use our code at their website. It's probably something with dice in it. Uh, you can enter our code chaotic at checkout, and you'll get 20% off of whatever you order. And there are some gorgeous yeah. things on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friends at Hero Forge, you can make a mini of your own character. Uh, you can finally design that, uh, you know, that... What was it? There's something in the Discord about Tabaxi barbarians or something, and you can you can make that into a, a Hero Forge mini. Uh, have it in time for the mitten, so you can uh, you know you can show your love for the characters by having the. It'll be like uh, you know basketball games; they have the big heads, the oh, yeah, posters. Yeah, yeah. Just hold up the Hero Forge mini <laughs> of your your favorite mitten character. Uh, but you can use our code there: bit.ly/qncHeroForge. And uh, we'll get a little kickback on whatever you do, and we appreciate that. Uh, Nord Games, awesome people! You can use Chaotic Twenty there and get twenty percent off of your order with them. How did their is their Kickstarter done? Is it?
0: It's uh, it a good question. I think it's I ending I did, soon. I did back it, so
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, that changes how, how you see it then. Uh, but they have, a, they have an amazing Kickstarter going on for all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, you can They've got a ridiculous website that I'm not even going to mention. <laughs> it. But if you use our code chaotic20 there, you're going to get 20% off of all your Nord game stuff.
0: Uh, it has 11 days to go. 11 days. They're at $171,000. Nice. Because nice. it
2: ends at the beginning of December, if I remember correctly. Yeah. yeah. I hang out in their Discord periodically. I don't say anything. I just lurk. Yeah.
0: So uh, yeah, just a, a sneak... Uh, Sneak peek behind the business curtain: um, the Nord Games fundraise, their Kickstarter's are the bulk of their revenue. So you know, it's like that's what they use to develop a lot of these products, you know, and get them out. So yeah, one hundred seventy-one thousand is a lot, but still, you're paying for them to. You're paying to make the, let there. them keep do awesome things exactly, yeah. uh, and they are well
1: worth supporting. Very much, uh, so. they do good stuff. Uh, we have an affiliate link with Amazon, and my wife used it to order a horrifying thing.
0: Here, hold on, give me a moment. Let's see it. if go it, ahead and talk about
1: it. Yeah, <laughs> horrifying uh, thing. Uh, uh, maybe she'll she'll post a picture in the chat. I don't know. I'll 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 post a picture in the Discord later. But uh, it looks like some sort of Cthulhu nightmare squirrel. Uh, it is a squirrel finger puppet. And it is a head and four paws uh, oh, no. that, that you know, is, is a terrifying... It's, it's, I'm not sure if it's worse off somebody's hand or on somebody's hand. Yeah. It's pretty bad either way. Yes. Uh, but uh, she used the Amazon link for that, which I'm sure really added up. I'm sure the... the I hope you didn't pay more than five bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can use our Amazon affiliate link buy crazy things now during the holidays we're not going to be like calling people out because we don't want to spoil a present
2: yeah, yeah you
1: know in case your aunt is watching you don't want her to know you got her all that bondage tape <laughs> oh my
0: god
2: you know what different aunts are into different
0: things i really want to i really want to this is 78 percent off oh, i'm not you know what if this is a gift it might be a gift i'm gonna have to post it it is a it is a cat nest Instant noodle-shaped cat house.
3: Whoa. <laughs>
0: is it fabric or cardboard? Because um. we might be
1: buying that tonight. <laughs> oh, that's like fabric. Ooh, oh, that's so cute. That's cute. <laughs> that's beautiful. It is a noodle-cup-shaped cat house. You can have a cup of cat. <laughs> uh, okay. Wow. Puts the, the meow in MSG. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. So, no. ah, <laughs> no. ah. Depends
0: on where you're eating Chinese food <laughs> and what continent you're on. Well, that just got ugly.
3: Wow. Uh. Ooh, Don. You know,
0: so when I was, I, I've been to Beijing a number of times. And I think that they. That was quite a sign—that sign. That country must export all of the chicken breasts out of the country and the chicken thighs and the chicken legs, and you are left with. Everybody whatever else. else is available because
1: Rachel just posted yeah. a picture of the squirrel in the discord it is yeah
3: oh, it, I th- I'm gonna have, I think I have to get it
1: it kind of looks like um, you remember in the thing when the dog like starts spouting all of those like weird appendages and spoiler alert I haven't seen it you've not seen the thing
0: no
2: I haven't either although I know the premise yeah it's among us basically yeah
0: well, <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, am I wrong? Mm. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not—it's not a traitor. It's an alien. It's some sort of like—I mean, that's basically what every what the traitor is in Among Us. Have you, have you ever seen them like open up and have like the stomach mouth with the tongue that pierces through you? Oh. That is not a person. That's a traitor <laughs> or an alien, rather.
1: I've only played—I've played Among okay. Us, you know, some, but uh. The thing though is I have tried many times to like translate that to Cthulhu. The challenge is like uh, if so so the, the 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 real trick to the thing is that you don't know who's an alien and who isn't. And there's only one. Uh, but so the player elimination aspect is tough. And sort of, you know, saying, okay, you're an alien. And, and you know, then they want to eat somebody else or something and become that person. How do you handle that? Uh, I've uh, Me and another uh, – uh, me and my buddy Gil were trying to figure out, like, how we would do this. And it, it's just – it's too hard. We were going to – maybe two different tables or something. But it, it's an idea that is, like, rife for a- a- really anything. If you wanted to do D&D, you'd have a doppelganger. Hmm. who, yeah. like, was a member, who joined, like, I've always wanted to do this, actually, like, start a campaign, and I'm just a doppelganger. And I'm just like, nope, I, uh, I'm a third-level wizard. That's me. Totally
3: a normal person.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, and then at some point, but the... Why do you only have a
2: slam
0: attack <laughs> <That's> so weird. <laughs>
2: there was an NPC in Waterdeep Dragonheist who was a doppelganger, yeah.
0: wasn't there? Yeah. You know what I don't get about the do- doppelganger stat block? Is they have a Slam attack. Right. And that's dumb. They should have whatever. Right. Whatever the form yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: I guess the point is if they're that's in their natural form. Yeah. And then oh, sure. whatever form they're in, but I don't think they get the abilities right. Of. No, I don't know. I
2: mean, not. No, I, no. I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked deeply enough into. They're just. They're just. Uh, shape,
1: like if I'm shape shape a if shape I'm, shape I'm a head. doppelganger mind flayer, I'm not
0: psionic blasting you.
2: No. Right, right. Right. Not unless you're you know secretly a soul knife rogue under it. <laughs> Then you still have psionics.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, I think it, it's it's worth statting, you know, having levels that you can put into a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rogue or yeah. wizard.
2: Sure.
1: Yeah, that would be the more interesting thing, is yeah. turning, you know, treating the doppelganger like they now treat a bunch of different monsters right. in there where you can... Yeah, you could also
0: just be a changeling. Yeah. I think, could be...
3: The changeling, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what matters. Yeah. Um,
1: well, look at that! We've already talked more D and D than we have Cthulhu. Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: and I think so. I think that's it. Are we going to do the the opening? Why thing? don't know. No, no. So, podcast listeners, you, you're getting a, a rare in. This is this is where the good stuff is. Um, so, thank you all for coming along for this long journey. Uh, these twenty one episodes uh, and, and Children of Fear, uh, and so. I just want to start out by uh, uh, thanking you guys for uh, uh, that awesome story, and and also thanking Amy and Dan, who sat at this table and were part of this story. Uh, It was awesome to have Dan here for...
2: Dan did such a good job as Tiger. Yeah. It was hilarious.
1: (laughs) He was totally game too. I still, uh, uh, you know, like he showed up in the studio and I was like, Hey, do you want to play Tiger? He's like, okay. Hey,
2: do you want to kill Tiger? Okay. I'm. I'm sure he got that grin that all of us in the redacted reports know well.
1: He was. He was very game to play along, which was fantastic. And uh, uh, Amy, who I've said many times before, is probably my my muse in role playing. She is. Uh, she is always fantastic to have at the table. someday. Probably when she retires, uh, we, we will have her back. Until then, she belongs to multinational corporations.
0: Uh, because, you know, darn it, she's too good at what she does. Yeah, we were doing the math. She's going to be out of the country for 18 days in December. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's largely because yeah. of extradition treaties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: But part
3: of that's going to be going to... Um,
0: yes, we're going to... right? To New Zealand. You're going to Hobbiton, I'm so jealous. To Hobbiton. Oh, but you're so also going to Mordor. So.
3: Well, that's okay. She
0: does want me to climb a volcano, so... <laughs> Yeah. Well, we might not see Thomas again. (laughs) No, that's awesome stuff. As
2: as, as long as she's okay with passing the ring of power off to him, which I think will be step one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Throwing that ring in the volcano. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yee. But also
1: thank you, uh, folks, for coming along and for uh, being a part of this story and uh, your Patreon bits, your bits which break the game in a delightful way. Uh, and your, your your ideas and the con you know the the sort of uh, you know like even conditional bits give us some, you know they give us an idea they oh yeah maybe we should blow something up you know uh, <laughs> we're
2: uh, ne- we never not thinking about blowing yeah. something up let's well, be real you know when Andy's
1: not at the table there's yeah. a lot less blowing stuff up true mm-hmm. and random fistfights and 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 drunken uh, fistfights <laughs> but um so this campaign you know the kind of has three different arcs uh it has the the beginning the travel log, the the silk road part mm-hmm. right. and then it has the uh oh we're gonna do the ritual and you know the, ri- the kind of the the build-up to the ritual is the second part uh and then the third part is the oh crap we did the ritual now we have to do the real ritual mm-hmm. uh part yeah. and that you know it's it's pretty rare especially in a, in a printed module to have a an anti-climax like that, where it's like, you're gonna save the day, you screwed the day, mm-hmm. you know? And 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 how did that feel as players?
3: I mean discouraging. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't sure. Like, okay, w- w- okay. Since we screwed that up, is it just going to end or what? Right. There's I didn't think of... it was going to end. Like, I had gotten kind of
2: the a, a little bit of a sneak peek that it wasn't. You know, the ritual wasn't the end because we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. it. But also, it. I mean, it was. I was fully in Gwendolyn's head where it was like, "Damn it, Eugene was right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the worst part. You thought that Eugene was right. I.
0: I. I mean, there. I would have. So, Dimitri... Would have stopped the ritual before the killing if he had not critical fumbled his like con check on on the drinks. Because oh. me as a player, I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I, but I'm like, ah, my character's ball balls, I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That that I mean, that was an interesting aspect of it. Uh, it is hard, uh, you know, that that switch, and it's it's actually tonally this campaign. Um, Partly because of choices we all made, uh, was kind of more dour. There was it was definitely more downbeat mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: than than some of our other stuff, um, and and I think partly that was um, partly that was because of Eugene, where when you
2: yeah um, I know you're watching Nick. <laughs>
1: And and look, this is this is no shots fired because I love everything Nick does. Oh yeah, no, uh, he's later on I'm going to be sharing some of the Discord messages that Nick sent me about what he wanted to do with Eugene, which are fantastic. But uh, but having, so I'll make the counterpoint: uh, the Stars Are Right crew did this campaign and the end was this plucky like we're going to do this together we'll carry you up that mountain mr frodo you know and and it was it was a very different vibe than ours which was this grudging like i guess we have to do this together sort of thing uh which you know yeah. neither one is positive or negative it was just uh, interesting that that tone and sort of you know the lack of um the lack of trust uh amongst the characters now Lack of trust amongst characters means that there's tremendous trust amongst the players. Exactly. Which is an important point to make. Uh, and, and, you know, to go behind the curtain, we definitely talked uh, as a group at times about sort of if we're gonna do this, here's what's gonna happen and and mm-hmm. how, how we move forward from that. Uh but it, it it was sort of um, you know, that did you did any of you find trouble sort of getting that motivation to, to get your character to keep going. Oh,
3: yes. I mean, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Definitely, definitely. You know, that's, I mean, the whole thing with with Helen. Helen was, like, before <laughs> she passed, she was thinking, you know, how are we, who, sacri- the sacrifice was, like, the big thing. It's like, who are we going to do it? How are we going to do it? And she was like, well, I'm the youngest, and I don't have anything to do. You know, so, so she was trying to, and that's, I think that's part of what got her so, like, not talking is that she kept thinking, I'm going to die. and then she did so um you know she 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 knew but at at the same point that was a very uh that was shocking (laughs) It, it it was difficult like there was a bit uh right
2: after the ritual succeeded in what it was supposed to do just not what we wanted it to do where uh I said out of character that Gwendolyn was considering killing herself and Dimitri immediately was like yeah I'm gonna shoot myself
1: uh, like, on the was, on the flying uh, ship. Yeah. Uh, I think there
3: was... No.
2: Or no. no. It was it was immediately a- uh, uh, after the ritual. Like, you had to get us into Shambhala very quickly to keep that from happening. That's right,
1: mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
2: Um, and that's actually
1: why uh, I wanted to do that coda at the end of last episode of getting you all to heaven.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, to sort of... Bring that uplifting note at the end yeah. to sort of, no, you know, to, 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 because otherwise the tone of sort of, well, we save the world, you know, but at what cost, um, you know, is sort of a, a weird ending. And, and the, you know, very, the, very, the very Lovecraftian, though. Yeah. 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 But I think, you know, that can be kind of one note. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I would not ever again do a bait and switch. Like the ritual, because mm-hmm. I think you can do it once, and people are like, "Okay, mm-hmm. that was kind of fun." But if it becomes a shtick, mm-hmm. you know that then, but that that's sort of a, uh, 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 you know, you're
3: you're you're taking advantage of things, right. and mm-hmm. and it and it becomes a crutch, and people don't trust you either because they're like, no, that's not gonna, nah, 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 yeah, what, that's not gonna work."
2: And I mean, there there's a certain amount of. So the difference with the, with uh, uh, our second campaign, Down Darker Trails, was as you've pointed out, you were basically creating the whole story. If you had tried that in Down Darker Trails, uh, we would have stopped trusting you, I think. Yeah. But because it was in the written module, like it's it's part of what's in there. And I think it's less of a trust of you and more of a like, is this in another written module? but I trust you to not mess with us like that.
1: Yeah. and, and that Again. trust at the table <laughs> yeah, that trust at the table is a big part of all of this. and it's it's why Nick can do the crazy things Nick and, and, and Amy as well can do the crazy things that they do at the table. And even Thomas, I mean you uh, I, that the stuff you did in the flying ship, you know, where you were like uh, <laughs> you sat on the bullet. <laughs> uh, D- and, and-
0: Dimitri had checked out a while.
3: Yeah.
2: Well, and, and, and I will say this because I know that there was some concern about the way that, that Gwendolyn and Eugene interacted. Nick and I talked frequently. Uh, we checked in with each other constantly to be like, are we okay? Are we good? And I trust Nick implicitly, and he seems to trust me well enough that it's like, yeah, no, Gwendolyn hates Eugene, does not trust him as far as she can throw, him, and she's not a very strong woman, but I trust Nick, and he trusts me. So we can, you know, have these huge arguments in character and afterwards go out and get a drink together. Yeah. Uh, One of the things that I admire uh, uh, about Nick
1: as a a role player is how what seems utterly chaotic is so planned. Mm -hmm. You know, he uh, almost like sometimes I'm uncomfortable with how planned it is. You know, poor Nick has to do with me going like, well, let's see what happens, and he's like, I here's exactly what I want to have yeah. happen,
0: and you know, somewhere
2: between the two of you is a happy medium, right? Know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's
0: uh, like I need to have Archibald kill me. Well, that was yeah. well, So yeah. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: that was the conversation.
1: Like, so Nick um, at the start of last, before last episode, Nick and I are talking, and he was like, how do we kill Decker? You know, we've got to get Decker out there so that you can. And I had one. I, I floated an idea that I had of like, you know, that, that was not as good as what Nick had um, of like, you know, Eugene being the, the Flash Gordon Hawkman swooping in at the last minute and sort of, you know, doing something to the children of fear to like hold off the ritual or something. And Nick's like, what about if Eugene can get there but he just needs a skull, but for the ritual? And that's why the skull thing became so so important. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's so much better, you know, because it's just creepy and weird. And it shows that, like, Eugene is, you know, Eugene does the right thing the wrong way for Everything. hopefully <laughs> a reason. Uh, um, and, and, you know, as a GM, that's what I love. I love players that come up to me with big swings and say, like, hey, here's what I want to have happen. Uh, I, I think that's super important. Like, when I run a con game... At the half point of the con game, when we take the break, you know, if I'm running a four-hour game, two, two and a half hours in, I will say, is there anything that needs to happen in the second half of this game? Hmm. Just ask the players. And if somebody says we need a car chase, there's going to be a car chase in the second half.
2: Which is something that, that I respect a lot about you as a GM. You did that with uh, Masters of Narlathotep as well when we knew we had, you know, seven episodes left. It was what has to happen for your character in order for you to get closure with with the story.
1: Yeah, it's a different thing in a campaign game because mm-hmm. then it's about what, what you know, how... How do you, what what in your story still needs to like be wrapped up? Yeah, you know. Um, well, I
2: mean, the, the, the con game is the microcosm of that. Yeah, it's
1: just that on speed. Right. Like yeah, because
2: yeah. <laughs> you still want to leave people with that satisfying experience at the end, whatever that might be. Yeah, and and it's it's a it's also
1: about you as a GM getting out of the way of what you think has to happen, and letting and and saying what do you what do, what needs to happen for you, mm-hmm. you know, for the players? Because oftentimes. You know, they have a vision of the game. Exactly. And, the, or, some, you know, they know exactly. what needs to happen for their character. And, like, you know, Nick's an example of that. He's very good. You're very good, Tiana, about telling me, hey, here's something that needs to happen for my
0: character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas, you just go with the flow with everything,
3: which I love. <laughs> you know, you're just-
0: this, Well, I mean, Dimitri specifically, when we first started the whole campaign, I'm like, Dimitri is, he is not going to be out in front. He is going to be the doctor to heal people when they get hurt. And how'd that turn out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I think the problem was that yeah. a lot of us were like, we don't want to be out in front. Right. Yeah, yeah no, made, I was thinking which, more. Which, which yeah. turned
3: Nick's uh, story into kind of like the central story. Yeah, it wasn't a bad thing, but Yeah, no, and, and, and that's like look like with Helen, you know, she was like the very book thing and she was about she was about getting things, but she, you know, I gonna for this and I can give it to this museum and it'll be great and everybody can see it. And so that was kind of like you know that's why she kept going oh this would be great to take with us because we could put it in a museum and everybody can see it i've seen it you've seen it everybody can see it and and that it's not a it's not a not a thing that you could do all the time and it doesn't you know it doesn't help you when eugene goes mad <laughs>
0: I, I, I think of, i think a, an interesting like fan fiction i guess of helen might be her like just buying random things at markets <laughs> and then shipping them off to museums and being like you know with a fake lore <laughs> right right <like>, i like, <laughs> like it. everyone somebody, knows these people in this sort of town and just like
1: yeah you know to your point like uh julie there's you know that is when you when you study theater they talk about it's kind of the difference between being and doing mm-hmm. you know and and like doing is bad acting being is good acting and and like when when you like when you're making when you're getting a character like I have incredibly like conflicting thoughts about playing a character because my one thing is find your thing and hammer it. But then the other thing is don't become one note, right. you know, which is, but which it, it, sounds like paradoxical, yeah. you know, but, but it, it, it's, it's, you find that middle of like, you know, everybody knows what your thing is, but you're not like, that's not your own, that's not all you are. You know, you're 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 still a three-dimensional thing that does other things. And so like so for instance when I when I was making less, I was like, Okay, my one thing is he's a southern louche who likes to drink and that sort of thing. And then I was like, Oh, but he also eats people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, um- Wow, it was interesting. Which actually, <laughs> I love I think, it. I, I, I did I spring that on you? You did. Yeah,
2: yeah. Not in the middle of the game, though. Yeah. you, you did tell me that in advance. Yeah. Uh, the the springing it on me was it happened in the middle of combat, which was when I was. I... <laughs> okay.
1: But, um. <laughs> but but that but so that's an like when you're, when you're bringing your character to the table, you know. So like you were talking about how Helen was like, I th- this is my thing, but I can't do it all the time, you know. And so then the trick becomes. How does? Why is that? You know, why does she want to do that? And and how does that motivation then kind of reflect on other parts of her life? You know, and and um, and and you know, I think that uh, uh, Amy ran into some of that with Tiger too, where you know she was worried that Tiger was kind of one note and was never
0: (laughs)
2: Amy if you're if you're watching this never Tiger always surprised people Tiger
1: was
0: fantastic (laughs) I was a big fan so uh, you speaking of Tiger oh uh, so we we have a lot of questions in the chat thank you for highlighting them please use your channel points for something (laughs) Um,
2: for the love of Christ use them for something
0: um, so uh, Tamar Matora says what do you envision Terminator guys heaven to look like uh, it's a target show
2: <laughs> of, just like,
1: of just like innocent people that he well, can mow down. Back. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that was. I mean, that was you know because Tiger was Tiger and Terminator Guy were. Uh, they were they were very close. They were very you tight. Know. Uh, they were.
1: T- they Tiger probably thought Terminator Guy was actually yeah. Terminator Guy is probably like not in heaven.
2: No. You know, to,
1: <laughs> yeah. He's. He's probably like, you know, it's going to be a while before Terminator guy finds anything close to enlightenment.
2: That, 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 makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah. So one of the questions that came in we can't actually really talk about because Nick isn't here. Um, oh. But NGC457 asked, well, what the heck was the story behind that actor guy anyway? I can kind of answer that because Nick and I talked about that, and I yeah. think you talked about it with him more. Well, yeah. so he has
1: for months wanted to do – he had wanted to do a – Um, A character that was essentially a joke that was an actor who was training for a role and was totally unprepared for, you know, like Mm -hmm. he he was a good enough actor that when you're in the bar, Decker just seems like, yeah." yeah, you know, but once anything actually happens and Nick super subtly. Started that even when you were like when wait uh, what are we doing are we you know he started like as soon as you were out of the city he started like Mm -hmm. not being so Decker was like not sure of himself and he was but it was it was subtle he was he was slow playing it and he's like well I'm not sure you know and and that sort of thing Um,
2: and then he only had like two episodes to uh, well so that was (laughs) break Decker (laughs) that
1: was part of that was part of the problem was that you know Decker is a better joke Mm -hmm. if he goes. Like a five-episode arc, easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, just because the setup was like, you know, it was boom, boom. You know, mm-hmm. just uh, here's Decker, he's gone.
2: Yeah, Nick was very much of the opinion that Decker only worked when we had like three or four episodes left. I disagree. I think it, I think it would have been better for him to come in about partway through. Yeah, and you watch the slow collapse of all of his facades. That would have been way more. Yeah, cool. I
1: if I had it. To do over again, I probably would have done Decker instead of Kingdon Ward.
2: Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. But I really liked having a child a fear to mess things up.
1: Well, yeah. So Kingdon Ward was set up from the beginning. Like Nick wanted to play a bet; he wanted to be a plant.
2: It's fun to be a bad guy,
1: uh, isn't it? And, and so he, uh, you and know, you that know. in the module,
0: the Kingdon Ward being no, a, oh, okay.
1: no, Kingdon uh, Ward is not. He's he's Kingdon Ward is in the module as a potential person you can meet in Tibet. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, the so the, funnily enough, the the stars are right. Crew t- had him show up as well, and he was hated. Like, uh, uh, he, uh, the guy, like, for whatever reason, so, like, when I was, I was saying, like, in ours, Frank Kingdon Ward is a member of the Children of Fear, and they're like, well, he might as well have been in ours, it was like, it was, it was very, like, they just didn't like the guy, it was very funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, the ukulele thing did not go over well, yeah. that was.
0: Yeah, but you know what, I mean. If, I mean, if, no one likes If you ukuleles. start with a harmonica, <laughs> yes. uh, ukulele,
3: it's Yep, yep, yes, yes. You're not wrong. Oh,
1: That's outstanding. <laughs> Um, Uh, But so Nick wanted to, and and he wanted to play that. And so I was like, well, okay. And and I liked the idea of making King and Ward a children of uh, fear. Because one thing where I think this module didn't do a great job was, the module's called Children of Fear.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The children
1: of fear need to be like a thing you recognize. And they don't, it's not until the second half, the ritual, that they really get involved. And then... There's just a guy who's their leader yeah. that you yeah. you know that you meet, and the only time you really meet him is that um, that scene where in the city where he tries to like talk you out of doing it, and I'm like, well, that just you know that yeah. doesn't matter. There's
2: no there's no punch to it. Yeah. You know, like right. that. That's a problem mm-hmm. that I really have had with this with this module. Um, masks worked so well because we had the, we had the, the black pharaoh just constantly like leaning over us going. I mean you can move your piece there if you want. It's a mistake, but you can. Like we, we had this huge dimensional thing going on, but we had this one personal connection to it all where it's like, no, we hate
0: you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I don't they, care about the
1: rest of there's the no, aspect. There's right. no antagonist you. That's Yeah, and there. I think so. Part of the problem is they put so much on Tenzin. Mm-hmm. You know, and and
2: And him being a DMPC see,
1: is Yeah, enough. You can't yeah. have well so I think, I, I don't know if I've said this on any of the shows,
2: but my first pitch to Nick was to have him play Tenzin. I wish he had. Mm-hmm. I really wish he had, because that would have made it a lot more interesting, I think. I mean, so the problem with that is
1: Tenzin doesn't show up until four episodes mm-hmm. in or something like that. I do,
2: But... Um Did, yeah, having, they could have sat there making faces at us for <laughs> I
0: mean he could have been, you know, in another anything.
2: Yeah. And you
0: know, yeah. a, 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 someone who could have done Decker or first or something. Right. Or or, or
2: right. someone who was going to the, the Cave of a Thousand Buddhas for some reason right. and stayed there.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Um and 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 I, you know, I wish that I
1: had followed through on that because I think having Tenzin as a PC mm-hmm. and and knowing full well, you know, you tell the, the Tenzin player up front. Here's everything that's happening. Here's uh, everything you know. You know you've got all these cool powers. You can yeah. do all sorts of neat things, but you're gonna die.
2: Yeah, and, and you're gonna, gonna be, and, and, and and it's gonna be for nothing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I, I think also if Tinsin were a player, that dying for nothing would have meant like that would have been a better moment. Yeah. Um, just because you know I was I was keeping the trains moving, and so that didn't really have the weight you know mm-hmm. of, yeah, of Tenzin right. going and it all the, the structure of the module Tenzin as PC and sort of protagonist you know means yeah. that you can't have that antagonist right. that uh, you know cuz yeah if Nick's playing Tenzin then I'm having the children of fear like hunt you across the sands right. you know and that would have been better i thought yeah, yeah. it would have yeah. been a more interesting a more act I'm a more active Yeah, a lot of this module is very passive.
2: Yes. A lot uh, of this module
1: happens to the characters. Right.
2: And I think that's why I've had such a hard time with this module is it's like we never really felt like we had agency. And that's not your fault. No. no, no, You you gave us a lot of room to have agency and I think we had more than the module allowed for. It's just a fault of the module. Yeah, I think there's micro and macro to that. I think on
1: the macro level, there's no agency. You know, uh, yeah. on the micro level, there were moments where you could have done things and, and that sort of thing. And you did do different things and that sort of thing. But uh, uh, for the mo- for the most part, the sort of the overarching part of it was uh, kind of, well, we're going to go here and do this.
2: Mm-hmm. Why? Because was, because Tenzin told us,
1: so yeah. too. Oh, right.
0: no. Was this 7th uh, edition... First module, or is this a remake of a previous edition? No, this
1: was a this was a this is a new this is a new campaign. Okay. Mm. Um, and and look. So and Lynn Hardy is who
0: we blame at all?
1: <laughs> I'm not blaming anybody because <laughs> uh, many many parts of this module are really good. Yes. Like the individual the the individual sections of this module are excellent. There's a lot of interesting moral quandaries that are written into the thing, and there are a lot of very interesting set pieces, and it's very good at um, making the making the Silk Road a character, kind of, in the game. Um, But it has, I think, some challenges. The DM NPC is a big challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's hard to do. It's hard Mm -hmm. to do well because You know the DM's thinking about seven other things, and you know the DM NPC always disappears for long periods of time, and 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 should. But that makes Tenzin less interesting. You know Tenzin is more fun when he is like there all the time, kind of
0: being weird guy who doesn't like wheels. Is it (laughs) possible? I mean, is it possible to do the module without Tenzin? Like, so there is yes, but then
1: it becomes a lot more like lore
0: dumpy. Like
1: you find a book that says this, yeah. you know, or um, you know,
0: you step into the the cave or whatever, and you have these visions, yeah. you know, and then you know that you need to do this,
1: yeah. And so, it. I mean, Tenzin is sort of the nice, the 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 the, the less overt way of doing that. Um, but having Tenzin as a player brings that unreliability into things as well, because
2: because then he feels human.
1: He well, he feels human, but also just you know, DM NPC we all a game to know like okay we're going to go where the dm tells us it. to go right. yeah. but if it's a player saying i really think we should you know go this way i've you know thousand years been yeah. you know that then you're like you have to think about why it why is that of, you know right? what are you what what what's what is your game in all this um yeah Tenzin, i think was a a big opportunity a really a fun character uh that that i think would have been much better as a player
0: um, so, so on, in on that regard, this goes to another question that is in here. Um, what happens if we don't let Tenzin die during that ritual?
2: Yeah. What, what happens if there is no human sacrifice? Uh,
1: the ritual fails. Uh, although, really, what happens is the children of fear come and do it, and so it becomes like a pit. Like if somehow you would all. Past your con checks against the uh, against the hallucinogenic and stuff like that, then the children of fear attack, ah. and they do the ritual. Uh, uh, they drive you, they drive you off and do the ritual. Um, what if they slaughter the PCs? Uh, it could happen. <laughs> they're they're pretty powerful. And, uh, well, because I mean, and, yeah.
2: and, and Tenzin, because like the whole you said early on that uh, Tenzin's whole thing was you know if we drop off for whatever reason, he'll go find someone else. Yeah. Another group of people. And and that
1: that's actually in, the, mo- dies, in the module. They're like, you know, uh, if Tenzin dies, then, you know, you start having the visions of like doing things and, mm-hmm. you know, you smell peach blossoms and you've, yeah. you know... By the time he dies, you've probably gotten some idea of what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just becomes sort of hand-holding to get you where you need to go. I,
0: I would I would feel like if we were, especially given where the characters were at that point, if we were attacked, we would have just fought to the death. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah just, And then just game over. We would have died. Yeah, I, I mean, it yeah. would
1: have been a discussion. You know, it would have yeah. been a discussion of whether we want to, you know, is that our story? Is that, you And know.
2: sometimes that is a perfectly valid mm-hmm. story. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, there have been there have been times when, you know, like, as as Tiana rightly noticed, you know, like, if I hadn't accelerated the entrance to Shambhala, that might have been the end of our story, you know, right there after the...
0: Yeah. Um, because,
2: because at least two of the PCs were so discouraged that they were, they were like, uh, sorry, where's the nearest gun?
3: And yeah. as a GM,
1: that was an interesting moment because I... Wanted to sit in that moment mm-hmm. and sort of see where 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 you'd go, um, but you guys were already so <laughs> in the moment that you were just like, "There's okay. only one place I'm going," and it's you know. And so then I had to be like, "Oh, wait a minute, we better
0: <laughs> <laughs> we better zip this forward." Um, Actually, uh, Dead Boy makes a good point having Amy play Tenzin with Nick playing Eugene. That would have been fantastic.
2: (laughs) I would have just eaten popcorn and watched
1: that. They would would have killed each other. So so I'll tell you, another thing that I pitched to Nick that he he didn't like but I still love, I wanted his children to be the children of fear. Ooh. Okay. You know, and I I wanted... My nephews were pretty... (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) I, I, I mean... So I feel weird talking about the kids without Nick here too much.
2: It's, it's, it's kind of rough yeah. doing a lot of this conversation without Nick here. Get better. But, you know, it was like
1: when he first started pitching those ideas to me, um, I was like, oh, God, we already have a DMNPC. You know, I, I'm not sure. And, you know, he, in a beautiful, sweet, innocent kind of way, never saw those three metallic Horror. horrors um, as anything
2: bad. I'm so glad he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because the moment they showed up, Gwendolyn was like, the fuck you say?
0: Uh, how many episodes was that sort of a secret? Two? Or three? It was yeah. a
2: while. Yeah. yeah, it was it yeah. was a secret for a little bit because, like, you
0: they... Never tell Dimitri a secret. That's, yeah. that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the takeaway. That's the
2: well, takeaway. Rule number one, uh, Dimitri will not keep secrets. <laughs> um, but, like, I wanted... Those I wanted
1: his children to be sort of that final, you know, and I, I was thinking a little too old school, you know, 80s D D of like, there needs to be a big bad guy at the end. And when Nick was like, No, I don't want that to be the kids, I was like, Maybe there doesn't. You know, maybe the end especially as I started to like think about Buddhism and how the whole mm-hmm. point of Buddhism is that you just keep going. That cycle. The cycle you know, yeah.
3: And mm-hmm. and
1: having that cycle become part of the end of the story I thought was pretty meaningful.
3: And this is one of the reasons why, you know, you, you are a great DM is that you you No, no, serious. Because you do that in one dungeon of the Dungeon master. <laughs> master. GM.
0: No,
1: I'm I'm an okay dungeon master, but
3: I, right. I look you're, you're, terrible you're in ish. latex. Alright, keeper. <laughs> keeper. I'll call you keeper. Um but that's why um because, you know, like we have these I've, I've played with other people who stick right to the module and you do it, and that's cool, you know, because you could do it like that, but you have been able to switch and change and 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 move and and that's been been very good being able to talk to you about these th- kind of things. Well, that's something
2: that that I've learned from from you as a baby GM with with things like Stormwreck Isle where it's like, I mean, this is what the module says, and I generally keep to the lines. But it's fun to go out of to go out of bounds now and yeah. again.
0: Yeah. I find that sometimes that like <clears throat> if I make that decision I'll be like, oh, this will be cool to do here instead and then later on because I wouldn't I don't read modules all the way through <laughs> I'll be like, oh man, I changed that thing and that screws the whole story up.
1: yeah you yeah. do that's I mean you
2: heard the whole thing first <laughs> yeah
1: yeah that um, yeah knowing what's gonna knowing where everything is definitely can help you with your improv but um, but then you know then you just start layering. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, I see you're writing all your stuff, you know, for like chaos agents, you're writing all of that. And I, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open. I think about how, like the struggles that I had with down darker trails, because any, when I write anything, I have a cool image, you know, or like Mm -hmm. a set piece. And I almost never have a third act, you know, and the third act is always a problem. And so Um, one of the reasons that I love to like take something like Children of Fear where you know we stayed fairly close to the module Um, not totally there was you know there's no like weird force shield protecting the the monastery I did love
2: that honestly Mm I liked
1: the I liked I liked showing that the Children of Fear weren't powerless but that you know they weren't the impediment because that whole last part of it the the antagonist of the story were you, yeah. you know you and and not I don't mean that like you know oh the players are the real villains I mean the antagonists were like are you even going to be able to do this Yeah you know yeah. as you struggled with your self doubt and with you know all of that stuff and that to me was more interesting than any fight with Franklin Kingdon Ward
2: which made it, uh, which was actually really interesting then in that final episode because. The climax of that episode was right before the break when Dimitri and Gwendolyn had that conversation. Yeah. Where it was like, here are my reasons. Here's what's going on. That was one of the most emotional conversations I've had in a TTRPG ever. It was great and I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, after that, the. Ritual felt kind of anticlimactic.
1: Yeah, it, the whole Which was ri- fine. Yeah, the ritual was. Um, I, I think even in any version, the ritual was pretty anticlimactic. You know, the 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 interesting part of that whole final scene is who's going to be the sacrifice,
3: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: and is it is it a fight? Is it a, a not a fight? Fight's wrong. Is it a conflict? Is sure. it a um, is it an easy decision? What does that mean? To the other people you know and um how quickly you all sort of accepted it was kind of interesting and actually uh it was a there was a layer effect because the conversation that you had with dimitri yeah i really felt like kind of got him to the like i don't want to die place
3: yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah no I, that was that was i i, yeah. I really appreciated that that was well, awesome. and i didn't
2: think about it until afterwards but um when it came down to it, it was going to be Gwendolyn or Dimitri doing the sacrifice. Yeah. And Dimitri was way, be- way better choice for it to be a lot less painful because <laughs> Gwendolyn was not going to make that medicine check. Spoiler even, alert. Yeah, even with
0: a 70 in medicine, <laughs> I feel like... The one time you couldn't a, kill no, your no, patient. He was like well, a fake doctor this whole time just because I couldn't roll <laughs> under a 70.
1: <laughs> um... I'm trying to think of other things that weren't in the module. The flying ship is not in the module. Of course oh. not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I just had was, to get you guys into Tibet somehow. Was
0: there, a, uh, was there an inspiration for uh, the pow- how the ship is powered? <laughs>
1: um, I was lis- I've been listening to a lot of the Revolutions podcast and a um, uh, fantastic podcast but I've been listening to their arc on the Russian revolution and I had just been listening to the Rasputin episodes <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I was like that was a you know I love I, I and I wanted to I knew that I wanted to connect something to uh uh, uh, uh to Dmitri because that was right about the time right before that was when you really started to be like why am I doing why mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. why is all this happening and so um, in my head, it was either a: this gives you an opportunity to be like, I'm gonna go save Russia with these guys later. You know, yeah. I finally have a perf- I finally feel good about what I'm doing, or it would it would be sort of a: oh wait, I have there are more important things I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, little did I know that you know once again Nick would. Uh, <laughs> so he tried to like take. He had this whole thing about how he was gonna try and merge with the ship. Stars and stars. Wow. Uh, I'm looking at the message right now, and Cronenberg is referenced uh, uh, several times, you know, he wanted to, he he was like, he had this whole idea about how he was going to take the ship over, and it's going to be a whole thing, but then you I shot him. I think
2: he mentioned that to, to me, actually. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, think, I think epilogue, uh,
2: uh,
0: you know, Dimitri found that ship again, and is probably... You know, dropping bombs on communists.
2: No, you didn't. You <laughs> stayed in heaven. Yeah, you Tried. stayed in heaven. You're you stayed. Yeah. Like, you're... Gwendolyn almost oh, said, yeah. go back. You can do things. Yeah. But uh, you're but playing unicorn, unicorn polo. polo. Yeah. And Tiger. Like, yeah. that was the yeah, other thing. Yeah, once, was yeah, you know, bad. once Tiger was. Yeah.
1: Although, who knows how Tiger got into heaven? That <laughs> is. He
2: conned his way past, yeah. past, past yeah. the
1: lion. <laughs> yep. Tiger is a. And once he's there, no one's going to kick him out.
0: Stealing for good.
3: <laughs>
1: Stealing for good. <laughs> yes. He, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that, and, and, you know, as you're kind of making stuff up as you're playing, um, uh, as, as a GM, as you make things up, you, there needs to be a why, you know, and, and the why could just be, this is a cool, I think this will be cool, but there needs to be a, like, where does this sit in the story?
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And, right. uh, uh, you know, sometimes it's. Uh, you know, I had a couple Thomas moments where I was like, "I need a little more time to read more of the modules." So <laughs> let's have an interlude. Uh, uh, but um, you know, when you're when you're making stuff up, sometimes you just do it on the fly, and that's fine. But you need to find the connective tissue mm. so that it's not just totally out of left field. Right. Yeah, right. Um, I uh, um, so. Another question I had for y'all was when you when we first started out with that journey, you know, along the Silk Road, um you know, we sort of all decided that it was less interesting to do the like I'm going to have this many yaks and do all this stuff and that sort of thing uh and and kind of redline uh, yeah. uh, all yeah. that travel um which I, th- I think was the right choice, but um, I in, in the module, is there a lot of like logistics? Oh, there to... can be, yeah. There oh, can that's be some, so boring. Yeah. <laughs> there can be some like shopping, you know, episode. make these rolls like to get 10 this. Shopping I mean, episodes yes. in our twenty-one yeah. episode yes. arc. Yeah. Yes. no. Um, but but there's also like there there's there's story in that you know there So like there's a couple of I think there's a couple of really legitimately interesting bits that don't show up. And there's also, weirdly, one thing this 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 module does, you, you came to a point where you could take two different routes, That's either a northern route or a south, the upper or the like lower route.
2: The southern route. Yeah,
1: and if you take one route, there's like, here are three encounters. And if you take the other route, here are three encounters. And and I was, you know, I was starting to like, because there was one that I, so the, the thing that, that didn't show up that I kind of miss, uh, there's a great bit about a woman who was forced into an arranged marriage and wouldn't do it. And so the guy killed her or thought he killed her, but she woke up in the graveyard and she thought she was dead and she thinks she's a ghoul. She thinks she's a pisacha, And so you come upon this feral creature that is like, that smells of death uh, and is eating dead bodies, Uh, but it's a woman, not a pisacha. And, ah. like, you know, how do you, do you bring her back yeah. to the village? Do you, yeah.
0: you know? I have a feeling that there would have been a combat well before we <laughs> found out any of that backstory.
1: Probably. Uh, but it would have been, you know, it also adds an interesting layer to when you later on find the right. temple of the Pisaccia, yeah. you know. You yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which is what, that's one of my favorite parts of the module. The idea of, like, a holy war uh, among among you know these monsters that you know you've sort of spent a long time in this module learning to hate (laughs) and having to work with some of them
0: possibly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that
1: sort of thing i thought was a a a cool i was still
0: i was still even even through the that whole encounter i didn't know if that was these are bad people or these are good people you know
2: doesn't
1: matter. I don't think they were. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, or are
0: they on our side or that right. Right,
1: right, That's, right. yeah.
0: yeah. Cuz I had, you know, it, it, all this time it's like, oh, pisacha are just weapons of the children of fear. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um it, it's, you know, I I kind of wish they'd introduced the idea of the that that goddess that is the goddess of the pisacha a little earlier so that it would have been already kind of established and it, you know, um I think a common, for me, a common trope in Cthulhu games that I'm not a huge fan of is the, well, since you made your occult role, here's a you know what you know about you know this sort of thing, and yeah. you know so I'm always trying to figure out ways to like a little more organically um, do lore dumps and things like that, but uh, I wish that I had done a little a little more of that because I think it's a cool idea mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. think that you know. I'm a human, but I care because I worship because I follow this goddess. I were I take care of the pisacha, you know, which is a a, a neat idea. And because I take care of them, they like me, you know. They're and and, they are sentient beings of their own. Yeah, yeah. Um, What did you think about there not being any
0: mythos in this? Hmm. Well, I mean, there were there were rituals and spells that Nick was involved in,
2: but he didn't really have to do uh, much mythos rolling did he? Yeah. No,
0: no, and 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 by that I mean, you know, like there was no
1: Cthulhu, there was no right, you right. know, no deep men. ones at all, no, or yeah. anything like that.
3: Yeah, yeah that, that's I why mean, that's where I wasn't sure how it meshed in with the
0: universe. The universe, yeah, it 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 definitely felt outside of the universe. Yeah, yeah. The and
1: and I mean, I think that's by choice. You know, the the. Uh, there's no mythos content in the in the book. It is all Indian folklore hmm. and 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 uh, Chinese folklore and that sort of thing.
2: I don't think that really bothered me, but I think that's because we had just done DDT, mm-hmm. and there wasn't really like a mythos bad guy, right? In all of that, like we've only had that once in the three campaigns with Masters of Otep. It isn't like we've been dealing with the King in Yellow or Cthulhu yeah. or, yeah. you know any number of you know as a thought or right. whatever else we've only dealt with Narlathotep and even then I mean, really
3: only know. the aspect of you met as a yeah. mm-hmm. briefly, <laughs> briefly. <laughs> and, it, and it, yeah like you said it didn't bother me that it just you know I wasn't sure how it it meshed that's all uh, I
1: really like the idea
3: of mining
1: folklore
3: mm-hmm.
1: for uh the you know for the the sort of Every folklore has ideas that you could totally think are mythos mm. related, you know, yeah. and yeah. and you can find them. And, and I think, you know, part of the trick is uh, making sure that you are sensitive to the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you are – if you're going to make Kali the bad guy of your thing, make sure that you talk to someone who is of that religion about all the many aspects of Kali and that you reflect – all of them.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, I, well, I was curious about your thoughts about that because, I mean, none of us are uh, Buddhist or in that particular um, ethnic uh, uh, demographic. Um, for well, some, so, for, for some people, that is their current religion, as current as Christianity or Judaism. Yeah. Um, what is your thought on that being mind, as you say, for a module?
1: So the book. Uh, children of fear has a number of sensitivity readers
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, both uh Chinese and hin and Hindu uh, Buddhist uh, that uh, and and so that helps I think having having people from the community that you're 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 telling the story of sure um, I think about uh what Chris Spivey says in Harlem Unbound still the best thing the best I chaos in that thing. it is fantastic but you know um these are stories that should be told, and you know, knowing when it's your story to tell and when it isn't,
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's a fine line. Yeah. Um, and you know, when you're, you know, I don't think it's our place to tell stories about slavery or sure. something like that. But I think you know, when you're when you're using parts of folklore, as long as you're using them in culturally sensitive ways and as long as you are reflecting the cultures uh, uh, through their own prism not through Mm. the prism of you know this is what this is this is what I read in the Idiot's Guide to Buddhism right you know Mm. like uh, uh, you know before I ran this game, I I read Journey to the West. So did Nick. He, it's it's a great book. If you haven't read Journey to the West, it's bananas.
2: Uh, most of what I've been exposed to for Journey of the West is overly sarcastic productions retelling of it. Red is very good at retelling the stories, and uh, her illustrations are it's, I mean, amazing.
1: It's well worth reading just because, you know, you think to yourself, this was written a thousand years, more than a thousand years ago it's considered to be one of the first novels yeah. right and it's insane it's just like the 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 writing of it is so contemporary in many ways um, but it's also so unhinged, just like <laughs> freaking monkey is just a, like monkey's terrifying. Monkey's just like, well, well, we'll just slaughter the village, you oh. know, just ca- you know, just randomly. Oh. Uh, monkey
3: uh, is a character that Amy would play. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I was, still, I was kind of wondering about that. I was mm-hmm. wondering about that. Um, but no, but, it was, it's good that, that you know we get to learn about some of these things by by playing and being immersed into them. I thought that was really that
1: was. Yeah, really I think that um, I think that one thing that. Uh, uh, you know, as as you're sort of like, and we keep going, and we keep going, and we we keep going. It sort of becomes set dressing, and so how do you make and and so how do you make it not just set dressing? And I think the the game has several points where it makes it it does well. And I think the example of the uh, the temple of the Pisacha is a good way That's a way of taking the folklore and m- inculcating it in the world. So it's not just, here's a handout about this place. Because it does a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, yeah. here's a handout about this place. But then, like, the whole bit about the the palace that is a torture chamber and that sort of thing that gets worked into things. Mm. You know, that's how you can take folklore and kind of start to mine it into things. Well,
2: and even to a, a kind of overarching story degree, uh, the Karma Mechanic mm-hmm. did that, too. Where, like, these... Western white people had to be like, "No karma is real." Yeah, Mm-hmm. and it's not the way that we thought of it. Yeah, the
1: karma mechanic is one of my favorite parts. That idea, and it's funny because the the book sandbags when you read it, it doesn't mention karma until like the second or third chapter, mm. uh, which I mean is neither. It's not a, a plus or a minus, but I actually kind of liked it. It was kind of an interesting choice. Um, and uh, – but I, I love the idea of sort of, you know, here are kind of eight broad precepts of karma. And I just had a little – I would just make check marks, you know, positive, negative. Um, and, and it's interesting because karma the, – the concept of karma is such a um, diverse thing that you could almost like any decision, you could go either way. Mm-hmm. And and so it would just sort of be like, I would just make an incredibly quick judgment college. Like, sure. Nope. That's, uh, you know, because the example they give is the the thief who is robbing a house and he realizes that the house he's robbing is a, a, a murderer who is going to kill many, many people. And so the thief kills the person. Sure. And that's, you know, that was the right thing to do in terms of karma because he saved many people even though he was doing a bad thing hmm. you know which um, I, you know that it's it's hard to like wrap your head it's hard around that yeah. and and so you know you have to do some hand waving and be in the moment and just be like that felt like a positive karma that felt like a negative karma that sort of thing
2: Dimitri was just the best among us
1: <laughs> well i mean Part of that is baked into the character of, like, I'm a doctor. The doctor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and interestingly, like, in terms of karma, you killing that poor guy that you were trying to heal is still the right karma move. You know? Bad medical move, <laughs> but the right karma move because you were trying to help him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Now, so if it's you... A, it's a lot about intent. Yeah. Yes.
1: It's a lot... Well, yeah, it's it's, it's about intent, but it's also about impact interesting you know because that's the whole the whole thing is like the the thief's intent is to rob this guy mm-hmm. but once he realizes that the impact that this person will have is so bad and he heads that off that becomes positive karma mm.
3: interesting <laughs> yeah something to think about it's
2: and i mean
1: it it can be uh, almost uh um diametric where you're mm-hmm. like you know the 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 margin between is this positive or negative can depend on what happens ten years from now. Sure,
3: right. You know, well, that, it, it's, it's that idea of you know go back in time and kill Hitler, or you collect things and give them to a museum and people. <laughs> that was it. that
1: was a bad karma mark every time. That yes. was, uh, um, but uh, but I really like that idea, and then I liked that the game had a mechanic. Of what was going to mm. happen with that car, yes. mm-hmm. so that you know the choices that you made didn't have a huge impact, um, but it also did. Yeah, well, and and I really like how you all reacted to you know that that scene was sort of a I, like I was I was challenged by how I was going to do that scene because you know you're all seeing different things and you're all getting a different message and and I really liked how you all reacted to and played off of your version of that. I thought that was and and sort of didn't didn't let the other what you know like you're your uh, if you're seeing the, the the sort of gray bureaucratic one you're not like resentful that you not you're not seeing the white cloud until later. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. what
2: I heard yeah. about it later. Yeah, man, then, <laughs> then you're cheesed
0: off. Yeah, man, I you know.
2: I mean, even even then, Gwendolyn was like, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs>
0: The amount of impaling that happens in unicorn polo is is off the charts.
1: Uh, they they need a new ball all the time. It is, uh, balls and and I like that uh, you know that they when they took you to that heaven, even though you had the best karma, it was still like we're still going to kick you out. You know you've still yeah. you know it's it's just we're very nicely going to tell you you're an idiot. You
2: know? Yeah, very um, nicely going to tell you that you got screwed.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, and that was actually the difference, was if you were in the bad, if you were in the the, the the hell version of it, you idiot, what have you done? And if you're in heaven, it's like, we're really sorry this happened to you. <laughs> we hope you'll help us make it right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of... Uh, Let's, what? Any other questions? Yeah, if you've got yeah, other questions.
2: One uh, uh, of the questions that didn't get asked that I'd be interested in, because uh, Julie, you had opportunity to bring in a new character yes. uh, very early in the stream. We were asked. Um, I've lost it. It says it has gone too far. Basically, what's the best and worst character concepts that didn't make it in?
0: Oh.
3: Oh wow. Just uh, before.
0: Go ahead. I'll, I'll, uh, let me jump in, and then yeah. you can do yours. Because yeah. just before the stream. I brought Dr. Phil out. No, who's there is to, a He's, he's <laughs> going to be uh, the new character. That, that's very Tell much, me about so, your mother.
2: That's very much a rocks fall everyone dies
1: <laughs> kind of character. Really, any concept Thomas comes up with is the worst character concept. <laughs> All right.
3: Oh yeah, no. So uh, you know, what so basically, asking about how did I pick which character or well, I mean, it, kind of like you, different you, characters. You
2: had you had a week to think about a new character right. that you would bring in. Right. What were some of the concepts that you were thinking about? Right. So I wanted. And how did you settle on on, uh, on Archibald,
3: on the, the Arjibald big game, game. hunter? Um, well, I wanted to to have somebody who had more to do, and I figured that if I was a, I was a big game hunter, and I was from from. Uh, from England and I could you know be I could be bigger <laughs> um, and I also could be able to to help scout out things because that's you know being able to, to see things and then you know you guys didn't seem like you had a lot of firepower and we had Dimitri but and but yeah so I'm not asking I was, about the mechanics I want to no, know about the character well that's the I'm, the
1: character is always more interesting than the mechanics.
3: Always, 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 always. But that's always. kind of like how I was thinking about it. To and then then I said, okay, what kind of you know? That's what I said about the, the big game hunter was the kind of thing I wanted to do something bigger. Mm. Um, I I did I did talk to Nick about the the uh, the the actor thing. Because we went back and forth, who was going to do that one? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I thought that would have been, you know, and I was really, I said, dude, you thought of it, you could have it. But it was the idea of going, yes, I could do anything because I know how to do this. I've done this on stage, I've done this, and oh, crap, what the heck have I done? Was was very compelling to me. Um, uh, Other kind of characters um, that I looked at, um, I was trying to remember, The Big Game Hunter was probably the very first one that I thought of. Um, I also thought of you know because I was trying to think of things that we didn't have yet right you know things that I could bring that were and then and something that I could go pretty quickly with I didn't have to have a huge backstory because I knew there was only going to be a couple of, of things and I thought that the you know people go, oh big game Hunter, I know what that is. you know so that's kind of one of the reasons why I picked it. Well and you had the
1: you had the brother thing, which was nice you yes. know that was that was a good sort of uh, other note for the character right. that you could bring in right um, it is. Uh, you know it, it's it's a challenging place to to bring in a new character yeah, just sure. because we're so it's close it's to, with the yeah. Two,
0: yeah. Two two to the end. One episode, or two, episodes left. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's exactly. So you're, you that's know, why I was you're not going to gonna get up. a lot of stuff in, so you're just like, what can I fit in? Exactly, in, yeah. exactly. In so that's
3: kind of my like my character to,
0: is a rifle. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. No, I mean basically, you know that. McGunnerson. Yeah. Well, that and being able, and I thought I, the other part of it was like oh, I heard about these people who are looking for interesting creatures. That's what a big game hunter does, look for interesting yeah. creatures. So that's kind of how it, it came. And I didn't have that many more ideas. Like I said, you know, I talked to Nick and a couple other things, but um, that was the one that came to me pretty much like, yes, I could do this in two.
1: <laughs> I uh, I'm always trying to like put bad ideas in Nick's head about characters that I think he should play. You two because. play off
2: of each other just entirely too well for my mm-hmm. sanity. <laughs>
1: uh, I say Amy's my muse, but Nick might actually be my Cthulhu muse, just because Nick comes to every character, and he's just like, what's the worst thing that could happen to this character? And how can I then make it worse? And, you know, there's there's a... Pa- like. From a role playing, there's a, especially in Cthulhu. There's a power in that. Mm-hmm. There's a power in in being so willing to give up. Uh, I don't know. We all we all want our characters to do well. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah, and, totally. and being able to being able to say that for me, this character doing well is a ridiculous death, or is you know. Uh, uh, like I, I I always talk about uh, we were in a game we were playing years and years ago. Nick's character was in Carcosa and he heard a, he, the, he heard this guy that you, they'd been trying to find laugh and run off and so Nick ran into this maze and I'm like, look, if you do this, the guy knows the maze, you don't. If you do this, you're going to die and Nick's like, yeah, but it's, I got to do it. And that's
2: like, what he would do. Okay. Nick is one of the few people who I trust when he says, that's what my character would do. Right. Because Nick knows that the right time to say it's
1: what my character would do is when it impacts that character. Yes. The wrong time to say it's what my character would do is when it impacts another character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and and that, that's a super important point that uh, Nick has, since I've known him, I think has, except for Groovemaster Beats. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the warning
2: shot from
0: Jill. <laughs> it, was, it was the, uh, so, I mean, and this is, this kind of touches on, like, one thing I like about Cthulhu is that it's real people mm-hmm. who then get into extraordinary circumstances. The thing that, to, to do Cthulhu well, your character ha- has to go insane or has to die. And because you can't not see you know yeah. the mythos as you know
1: I, I I think there there is a a third path which is survivor's guilt Ooh. you know which is like everyone around me has died or gone insane and and what is that like there's a there's a fantastic uh campaign um that You know, it's for Trail of Cthulhu, but I would run it in Call of Cthulhu. Uh, But the shtick of it is that 30 years ago, Cthulhu Group X saved the world. Or did they? And you have to, like, track down these people who thought they saved the world and are now living with the fact that they didn't. You know, which kind of ties into some of the Children of Fear stuff. Yeah, Um, Yeah.
2: like if if we'd gone off after after the ritual and been like,
1: Fuck yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I I mean if if you hadn't done the ritual, I probably would have done something where like I there would have been a second party that Tenzin found and was like they still have the horn, you know. Mm-hmm. They still have the Katvanga, you know. So we're going to go and and there would have been scenes with each of these people as these new poor sods these new poor saws are like um the guy with the peaches tells us well, we need a, a bone flute
2: from you. Oh God! <laughs> we all just looked at them pityingly. Yeah. Like, right?
0: Oh, you're the new. Oh, you. <laughs> Here poor are the new dude. guys. Uh, Dead, Dead Boy Forty Two wants to know what's the difference between Call of Cthulhu and Trail of Cthulhu. Oh.
1: So Trail of Cthulhu was a systematic response to uh, a game system response to what some what the the authors thought were challenges with Call of Cthulhu. Um, that I think 7th edition has cured a lot of. But, you know, um, one of the old jokes was, like, if you fail the roll, you know, you don't get the clue. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that's... If you're, if you're playing with a good GM, that's not the case. You know, if you fail the roll, you're getting the clue, but... Yeah. Um, but in Trail of Cthulhu, uh, your skills are actually pools. So, like, if I have a foreign investigation... I can spend a point of investigation and I'll get a clue. Interesting. Uh, I can spend – I could also say to the GM, I'm going to spend two points of investigation. Maybe I'll get something more if I do that. Uh, Sometimes it can be as transactional as the GM will say, I have one and two point clues. You know, you can decide. And so there becomes like a resource management Mm. aspect to it, which – is interesting, but um, sometimes can take you out of Mm -hmm. role-playing. You know, it's very much a, like, um, you know, as much as D&D is there are going to be some great scenes in between the fights, Trail of Cthulhu is there's going to be some great scenes in between the investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and and so it's sort of maybe in trying to fix one problem, it creates a a different problem. Um, For me, personally.
2: Well, sure. I mean, there's no such thing as a perfect gaming system. Like, I've been learning how to play Fate lately, which uh, very much plays into the... You fail in order to succeed. Yeah. Like, you will fail and fail and fail, but when you succeed, you really succeed. And it's really a great system. I've been having a great time learning it. But to your point of, like, you know, failing a lot... Yeah. It's more interesting that way, but, like, there are things that happen in Fate that it's like... Okay, but...
1: (laughs) I will say Trail of Cthulhu does, I think, a better job with the sanity mechanic. Mm. Uh, Much Actually, uh, Delta Green also does, I think, a better job with the sanity mechanic Hmm. than Cthulhu Straight does. Uh, Delta Green does a worse job in terms of dealing with the actual kind of trivializing mental health aspect of it. In terms of like, you know... Oh, your insanity is—you're paranoid now. (laughs) Oh, here's what that means. Um, Call of Cthulhu falls prey to that too. I ignore that all completely. Uh, I I find like the idea of like you get a generic insanity. Uh, You know that was fun when I didn't know better.
2: That that is something that I appreciate about the way that we do it with redacted reports, where it's like when you have a when you hit your breaking point, the player and the GM sit down and are like, "All right." What makes sense for where the player for where the character is and how does that affect them going forward? So yeah. I mean, with Rory, it was a sleep disorder. With Rooster, it's I mean, this isn't a spoiler, depression. Uh,
1: and you know, I sort of have in in over the years, I've just turned it into fight, flight, or freeze. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. that's um and then every once in a while there'll be a longer term thing if I was afraid of mirrors. If yeah, if you yeah. got yeah. the mirrors yeah. but, Which is a kind of paranoia. Yeah. But what, what was that from? Uh, that was from the mirror.
0: Oh, okay, because you were
1: the, looking in the like you when saw. When you look
0: too too often, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. right, yeah, because you delve you, too greedily and too yeah. deep. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> man, breaking that mirror, that was that was probably that, <laughs> that was mirror. Wrong. That mirror was super useful in, yeah. in many in many cases.
2: If only just to tell us who the children of fear were. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, oh, but King did more. Just look at him in the mirror and
2: be like, why is he ashy?
1: I don't know why. But I, I, so I like Trail of Cthulhu uh, for a lot of things, but uh, it's a little too mechanical for me. Uh, And it's a little, I I mean, it also can be like frustrating. Like you're, you know, you're like, I spend three points of investigation. And then you're like, well, that's what I'm going to do today. It's like you're a first level wizard again. Can we get a long rest? (laughs) You know?
2: (laughs) Or, Or a warlock these days. Run through your spell slots. Can we take a short rest?
0: You always have Eldritch Blast. Yeah, I've got Eldritch Blast. What the hell else do I need? I, I, lo- I love the, the tw- Twitter, you know, comment, questions are always like, if you had one cantrip, what, what would it be? It's always good. It's always yeah, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch always. Blast. Uh, and now Tidwell can fight, so I don't need spells at all. there you,
1: you
2: know? go. Um, but... Uh, itation that's my choice pres
1: pressitation is the role-playing answer
2: clean it clean Pole thing. bell. clean things make <laughs> tea uh, leave leave little messages for people to mess with them mm-hmm. a dirty things up too. I don't yeah. usually have a reason where I need to make people upset with me
0: I just have watching heads explode all around you I mean it's is magic mouth a cantrip I don't know I don't
2: know well. no I think that's oh. a first level yeah.
1: I used to enjoy magic mouth I would just uh, Always set it up around Bracing. places.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I knew someone was going there. <laughs> um,
1: we have. Uh, uh, do we? If we have any more questions, feel free to get them in. Uh, we. One thing that uh, I wanted to talk about was the the use of real world kind of um, locations, like the Cave of a Thousand Buddhas, uh, the, um, the the Silk Road, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, did it, for you, did it add to it? Was it travel loggy? Was it too much? Was it just a, a shtick? Did, was it sort of, you know,
2: pasted on theme? It was the first time that I have really understood Ben's impulse to have Google's Google Maps open. Because I was having a hard time. Everyone knows this about me now. I can't picture things. I I, I think in words, not pictures. So trying to picture the map and where we were relative to everything and how long things were taking
3: made that kind of dreary for me Mm. personally yeah but i i did like the idea of that you know real world kind of things that we were going through because you know we were in the real world and um being able to 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 see it and then look at the maps that you brought out and everything like that 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 was very good yeah being able to 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 see it and 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 feel it i thought that was very good and people could relate to it too i think
0: i think there's a i'm i'm glad we didn't do, like, extensive overland role-playing. Right, right, know, right. right. That, like, oh, uh, that
3: would have taken forever.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, that would have been, you know, like, uh, uh, well, let's roll and see if your yaks
3: survived yeah. the tree. You know, that's the no. that's
1: not the interesting stuff but, to me.
3: Right, right. The the, play, the part that we were there and we were on that road was interesting, but, you know, what happened along the road? Mm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. the, the occasional sandstorm was interesting because, like, there was a one time that Gwendolyn was able to
0: use her desert survival. <laughs> <laughs> but... I had no social skills. Zero <laughs> social skills. It's
2: you were a doctor in Russia. Of course, you yeah, had no. Yeah,
0: <laughs> It's it. I mean, it's oh gosh, it's so hard to make a Cthulhu character. I think because you have some. You know, you you want to be good in something, and that's all of your points. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, I see. I'm. It's funny. I'm the opposite. I make the jack of all trades.
1: Yeah. I want to be okay at everything. Because well, yes. I mean, because otherwise know. you have
0: nothing in some things. Right.
1: Rings. But I have, you know. There's a joke in Call of Cthulhu world. It's like thirty percent. I like those odds, you know. And
2: mm-hmm. uh, got, a, got a puncher's chance. Yeah, and you like uh, that.
1: You know. And so I like put a thirty in every skill I can, just to like have all sorts of different things. Because you know, you never know. Drive auto. All of a sudden, you know. Yeah. And that's part of yeah. the reason that I do the highlight one skill for each player, because it has in in the past it would be frustrating when you're like, I'm really good at this one thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that one thing will never come up, you know? And so, okay, if I know that's a skill you want to have show up, Mm -hmm. then I'll do it. The problem is 70% of it, there's always somebody who's like, I'm really good at shooting. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. There's never been a game where somebody didn't get shot. That's going to be fine, you know, but
0: like- I've got a 50 in knitting needle.
3: (laughs) You know
0: what? These,
2: these things can be pretty pretty deadly. Also, for those who've been asking, uh, I'm making a scarf. It's a Christmas present for my sister.
1: Or a really long sock.
2: Well It's your Christmas stocking. All the way up to the shoulder. Yeah, that
1: my kind of stocking. Um let's see. What uh, Who ordered the cat nest? That's you I, know, I'm I don't curious. know, and I'm I don't really know. but sure I kind of want us. one now. I yeah. like those. <laughs> um What uh when so that that first Part we did with the Jiangxi. Shi that was all sort of me making stuff up. Um, it's five dollars. Wow, that's it. At that price, you can't afford not to buy it. I'll I'm sure to, your I dog's.
2: Don't wait till after Christmas because I'm curious.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: think I don't know if, if your dog would fit in there.
0: No, uh, the small is twenty three dollars. Mm. The large is. <laughs> is
2: I mean, obviously, I'm going to get the large, if only just because my cats will fight over
0: it. 78%. (laughs) Oh, that's scale. Well, we are
2: going into, like, the cyber uh, cyber week.
3: What they don't tell
1: you is that the large is made of, like... Asbestos? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The large is the plastics that are no longer allowed to, you know, that
0: leach out the the unfortunate thing. 14% one-star reviews, though.
1: That's it? (laughs) What, were they upset there weren't noodles in it?
0: Product is much lower quality than what is shown on the photos. What? Stitching is not the best. For $5? False advertisement on high quality material.
3: Wow. Uh, All right, well,
2: the question that keeps getting uh, repeated in the chat, so I'm going to ask it so so that we stop having it thrown at at our heads at a rapid velocity. Uh, How do you think your previous campaign characters would have handled the Season 3 scenario?
1: Oh, interesting question. On Yeah.
2: There's been, like, Jackson four people Alliance. who have asked that, so at this point... Jackson
0: yeah. Alliance. Would have busted this wide open. No, that's Elias Jackson. <laughs> oh, that's Elias Jackson. Jackson <laughs> Elias would have died as, you know, yeah. as yeah. the you would have, incident. You would have been the sacrifice in yeah.
3: the... Uh...
2: Oh, I think Ramsey would have done fine. Uh, Alexandra would have killed Eugene much sooner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have made it maybe three episodes yeah. before she slit his throat in his sleep.
1: Have, uh, I wonder if you try to sacrifice an, an immortal monkey. Yeah, <laughs> there you
2: go. There you I go. mean, theoretically, it would work. It would just turn the sacrifice yeah, you just into become the immortal a monkey. monkey. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow.
3: Yeah. I was trying to think of like you know because like Joan, would she would have bashed everything. <laughs>
1: I love. I think my favorite part of this entire module were the children, the, uh, 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 Eugene's children, because they just like created so much chaos and well, so much chaos. But they created um, a an emotional fulcrum for Eugene yes. because that was the first thing he cared about. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. and that so that was and and they created emotional fulcrum for everyone else because they're terrifying
2: because we hated them. Yes, yes. yes. And, yes.
1: and and. That, you know, your emotions were at direct opposites, you know, where Eugene was like, no, they're lovely, you're
2: like, you know. Oh, and Gwendolyn was like, you're calling them children, they're yep. automatons, at yeah.
1: best. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I I very intentionally wanted them to know that Tenzin was wrong. Mm-hmm. And so that's, they were always like, don't trust
2: the llama, you know, the, the children were the first ones to say that. Yeah. Uh, which was a big part of the reason why uh, Gwendolyn didn't trust them because mm-hmm. it was like we're doing this whole thing at the behest of Tenzin Yeah. if he's wrong then we've done this for nothing yeah uh,
1: uh, it, 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 and and when so when Nick created that idea of, of making those things you know I was just like I think he and I had different visions of them because mm. he like was like I pictured these weird like metallic skeletons and he's like I'm adding pieces on and I was like how does that work I don't know um, Soldering iron. Yeah, yeah. he, he yeah. saw them much more doll-like. Yes. I think yes. after <laughs> the the weird little. That's one of my favorite parts of this module is the little dolls that come to life in
2: the town that are stealing things. Uh, uh early on. Yes, I, I enjoyed that part. Of I've that. spent too much time around Five Nights at Freddy's. I just see the bitty babs and went nope.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I uh, did I did I do like in one of our home
1: games did I do the evil marionette. The guy, the guy on the boat who was the, I don't know. I don't know. Evil Marionettes a classic. Um, <laughs> it's I, I gotta I gotta work that. But see, that's the problem. I have to like keep track of like what shtick I've already used because I don't want to reuse it. Uh, and and then I'm like, oh fudge, I've already done that. Oh man. I uh, mean, you
2: can do the same shtick if a, if you come at it from it. a different angle. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Some. some, some, of them, sure. Um, like I don't, I can't do uh you know i i, I would not want to do the player curse again like i did with nick and the 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 immortal gorilla thing ah. you know that was uh uh you know i and there's you know there's some things like you know some of the i it, i will often change the mythos monster that a that a scenario uses because
2: everyone i've already done it monsters. or
1: you know like mm-hmm. you know uh, deep Ones, everybody knows Deep Ones, you know, we use Deep Ones in math, and I always want to use something different. Um, and more often than not, I just make, you know, make something up because I don't want to deal with uh, uh, people, you know.
2: That person in the comments. Yes.
1: Yeah, the person was like, uh, oh, that's that's probably a Biaki. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Who knows what it is? I don't have Cthulhu Mythos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, I yes, don't you
2: Do that's the, why you're as insane as you are. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that's uh,
0: that's a lot of sugar, really. Is what that? Mm. How are the gummy gummy worms doing? Gummy bears. Gummy, gummy bears. Worms? Five bears. five
1: pounds of Albanese gummy bears. I love it. Wow. Them. Uh, all right. Well, you know what? It's. I think it's time to talk. We've talked a lot about the past. Well, are there any other questions about uh, no, anything here? I think here? That's,
0: that's 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 a lot.
1: Yeah, we've uh, we've talked about the past a lot. Let's talk about the future. Ooh uh so the Great Danes will ride again and they're gonna ride a train. uh in 2023, the Orient Express will be departing at some point. uh we're uh, quest and Chaos is gonna we're, we're upgrading a lot of stuff. we're're uh, uh, we're, we're looking at there're gonna be a lot of changes around here. and uh, uh change can be hard. But it's always a good thing. Change is always growth, and uh, our channel has grown. Yeah. Uh, our our space is going to grow. The cool things we can do here are going to grow. Um, and you know that's going to be sometimes. Sometimes it'll be it'll feel like uh, uh, it'll feel like things are ending, but they're not ending. They're just changing, and they're moving forward. and And that's not a bad thing. So. Uh, you know much like we've already dealt with a lot of change when a- when we lost Amy uh uh when we we've ha- we had <laughs> when the world ended the first time <laughs> you know uh, 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 change has been a constant with the great games and it will continue to be so but uh in in 2023 we will be at this table uh uh with an awesome group of people and uh we will be playing the Beast. That is Horror on the Orient Express. I am so excited. Uh, It is... It is a longer campaign than Masks of Nyarlathotep. Uh, It is... um, But... And, you know, we say this right up front. It is literally on rails. Um, You... It is a a travel log in every sense of the word. Oh, look, we're in Paris. Oh, look, we're in Trieste. You know, uh, and... and, um, But it is... Uh, The the newly updated 7th edition version does a really good job of uh, justifying that and making it not so much... uh, Making it not as apparent. Hmm. Um, And and partly they do it by making the overarching goal a lot stronger than it was uh, in in the older versions. Um, But uh, it's fantastic. I've run it several times um, and... Uh, uh, in the old version I only so the last time I ran it for for our home group uh, <laughs> I got the 7th edition version in the middle of running it oh. and so all of a sudden I was like oh uh, I've got some new ideas <laughs> hold on <laughs> uh, uh, but it is it is a fantastic campaign uh, it is uh, it is also a juxtaposition because uh, it is 1920s high society Europe, Mm -hmm. uh, which is a really fun world to play around in and to create uh, ridiculous vapid people that, you know, you kind of aren't sad when they die. You know. And it is is very much a, you know, it is very much a tale of privilege. You know, these are rich people uh, or they are fish out of water people who are wondering why they're there. Uh, uh, But it's also uh, it is... A tale of the impact of the Great War and mm. how that war has changed the face of Europe. Uh, and that that is always a big part of the story. It takes place in 1922, which oh, is, mm. you know, right the afterwards. scars of, of the Great War are still evident everywhere um, and will be evident in the characters. You know, it, it, this will be your lived history. Oh, yeah. Uh, even if you're American, you know, this will have impacted you. Uh, and so that'll be uh, where we go uh, in 2023. You know, we we don't know when. Uh, we're, we're looking at kind of a more modular approach to these where there'll be a short season. And then, you know, we'll step out and another game will come in for like, I don't know, 20, 20 episode block or something like that. They'll come in and out. We... Uh, things are still being figured out, but um, we will be, Cthulhu will be in front of you, will be played here uh, uh, in 2023, and we'll be playing it on a
2: train. <laughs> and for those of you who hang out in our Discord, uh, Dr. Christian Lehman is one of the people who hangs out in the Discord periodically. He's one of the original writers on horror on the Orient Express. So if you want to poke him about some of the stuff that, that got changed or talk to him about the, the story writing thing, uh, some of his his archive of uh, emails and letters is absolutely fascinating. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he he's he he wrote the original. He was like he was one worker, of the writers yeah, of The original, uh, one yeah. of the originals. Um, and uh the like f- and its time the original was groundbreaking. It oh, absolutely. was uh, uh, it was amazing. It was not quite um it never got the attention that masks got, which is a shame. It's yeah, I mean it's a very different story than masks. Um but uh uh if you wanna if you want to kind of grease your skids, there's an excellent uh uh the um the miskatonic oh god the Miskatonic repository. Repository. Mm. They have an excellent audio version that actually became a book. Like they did it, it the the audio version was fantastic. Wow. They did a podcast and then they like made a book of it wow that's um, amazing that that was great it it definitely you know there was some there was some some liberties taken with the story as every gm should uh but uh every
2: fan fiction should i mean just get more basic than that
1: (laughs) but it was it was really good um and uh uh yeah i think i don't know i got nothing else do you guys have any that's any
2: questions you guys have about the the module or anything was there anything big that we missed that you wish we hadn't
1: I really like the story with Hasina, the, with the woman who is, I mm-hmm. think she's a pisacha, um, and uh, I think that's the, the big that's a big one. one. Yeah. That's the only one that I was like, oh man, that'd be real. That's a really nice story beat. Um, the you know, I, I like I said, I went back and forth on like if I you know. A fight or some or some sort of confrontation with the children of fear might have made them a little bit more interesting, but it would need to happen early.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Something to really see why we personally are
0: invested. Yeah. yeah. Did, uh, were you running this at home as well? No. Not children yeah. of fear. No. This is the first time I've run this. Okay.
2: I, this is uh, the very
1: first time I've I've run it. Uh, and it's you know like I said it's it's I, I like it. It's it's. Um, would you run it again?
2: And w- what would you change? Ooh.
1: I would I would want Tenzin to be a player mm-hmm. if I were running it again. And I would want the Children of Fear to be more of a like, you know, we're riding after you. Yeah. You know, we can see, you know, as as our yaks are running around, we see, you know, horses in the distance kind of, you know, even if it's just watching. Um, uh, so the in the in the module, the head of the Children of Fear is a Russian count. And uh sort of making him more of a kind of visible character. Mm. There's a, a Russian count, there's a, a Maori woman mm. and there's a Egyptian woman, I think maybe. Mm. Um they're the children of fear. And and I mean I would want to um you know I'd want to bring in the whole like they eat, you know, we I gotta eat somebody's brain and I gain their you know, that's how we keep this whole thing going. Um and and, you know, building up their they have they have a, a whole structure they've built, you know, of like uh, preparing for this. Mm. And and so making that, kind of bring that in and making you feel like in every town, you know, we're being watched. And, and having that be a presence there would be something that I would do differently, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I think that would have really helped just to be like, have a reason for doing stuff besides just and say so.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we made it work. Yeah, yeah. But. Yeah, and, and
1: you know giving so the in the module they they actually don't want you to doubt tenzin like they talk they, well but they go to great lengths to be like you know uh, uh tenzin is almost like poochie like you know like tenzin is awesome you should be thinking about tenzin all the time and i was like i i've wanted to like give doubt yeah. to that because mm-hmm. yeah. I i mean to me the most interesting answer in that ritual is if some people are like what are we doing
2: why are we doing this? Yeah, because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. um,
1: I go back to that... The first ritual was Sri Chitty Potty, where, like, Eugene was like, what are we doing? I'm not going to... No, I'll, I'll be over here, you know. And then wound up dancing with Sri Chitty Potty. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that, to me, is a more interesting thing than, like, um, the, the kind of railroad-y, like, you're going to take hallucinogens, and that will force you to do this thing you don't want to do, mm-hmm. which you know can 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 be an interesting way to tell a story but isn't the most interesting way to tell it uh, you know and and so thinking about how if somebody's like no we're not going to do this ritual like what would that mean and mm-hmm. how do you sort of make that happen i think could mm-hmm. be could be more interesting
0: um Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, that is—that's gonna wrap it up for the this thing that we're doing here. That
2: is. Thank you all for a great campaign of Children of Fear. that was
0: big fun. fun. Feel
2: better, Nick. Yes,
0: please.
1: And folks, don't forget that uh, November twenty sixth, our charity stream, twenty four hours. I think you'll see everybody here at this table at some point during that time. Yep, some of Uh, us more than
2: you might want to.
0: We're gonna play Dead of Winter the entire twenty four hours.
2: Yeah. I'm sorry. Do you want us to murder each other? <laughs> oh wait, no. Sorry, that's Vagrant Song that
0: we'll end we'll uh, up murdering yes. each other. Yes. And now and I watched a fantastic playthrough of Vagrant Song um, by these guys. That it's, a, it's a London board game pub, and then the upstairs they've got a studio. Oh wow! Oh, that's cool. It's actually really that's fun. cool. it's yeah. I think it's. I, I mean. Think, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be time in 2023. To get an actual board game table.
1: Yes.
0: I have. I can. All, I can suggest some good.
1: Uh, some uh, uh, good, some, but not crazy. Good good, right. but
2: not wormwood.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Right. 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 Uh, uh, no, there's some. Yeah, there's some. There's some uh, choices there. Uh, uh, I, th- I also think um, that. Uh, I would love to just leave a bunch of games here and <laughs> yes, I know
2: you would. Oh, you no,
1: of wall. we <laughs>
0: had to get storage space to put board games out to get let them us, out of this. Let us
1: know. Let us know. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm always down for more board games. You know, I love them. Uh, Internet friends, you are a, a, a huge part of everything we do here at Questka, but you are also a, a huge support system for us and 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 spiritually, emotionally. Uh, in every sense, and that is a beautiful thing, and and uh, it it helps to sort of you know it helps make this feel not like work. Yeah. Uh, because when this feels like work, uh, except for Thomas, because this is work for Thomas. Uh, <laughs> when when this feels like work, it um, you lose a little something, you know, and uh, uh, we
0: it's hundred percent an unpaid job I'll say
3: that well I mean it is is
1: for everybody but you know um for most you know if we weren't doing it here we'd be doing it we'd be doing it at home probably playing not the whole camera setup and all that stuff but um but it is a treat to be able to tell stories uh with all of you and with all of you uh uh and uh it's a treat that hopefully will continue for a, a good long time uh
2: and we will see you with GDS in the new year.
0: There you go. At but some point. At some point. Don't expect it right away. Yeah.
2: Yes, we're, we're taking some time to reconfigure and figure out what things
0: Everything, look like. Yes. I have to read the module. Yeah. yeah. There's like six books.
2: Yeah. Well, Qu- Quest and Chaos is going to look a bit different in the new year. So, you know, keep an I'm eye, gonna eye out for I'm going to gain that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lose it, damn it. There I, you go. I wish I could.
0: Go. <laughs> Goodbye, internet friends. Get rid of those gummy bears. (laughs) Thanks
1: for listening to the Great Dane Society playing Call of Cthulhu. Please visit our YouTube page at youtube.com slash questschaos. Leave us a rating, a review, or a comment there. We love to
0: hear from our audience. This podcast is supported by our Patreons and we would like to give them a heartfelt thanks, starting Duke Fleeg and He Who Shall Not Be Named. Our inspiration middle management is a force to be reckoned with, featuring Lady Bedivere, Ben Slislowski, Anonymous Dragon, Cheesecake Fries, Slyly Tove, Jen W, Paul, and Seth Jones. Our inspired patrons include Adam, Andreas, Jeremy, J. Matthews, Reoccurring Dream, Cody, Lee, Megan Krantz, Red Dead, Coquette, Robbie Nowell, The Baroness, and The Apollyon. And a big thank you to all of the guild members out there. It truly means a lot to us that you have joined our Patreon. Not everyone has the means to support us financially, and that is okay. If you could, please share our content with anyone who might enjoy it. Until next time, keep the chaos alive. Is that a tagline?